You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. The antithesis of good, or one antithesis of good, is bad. And let me say that as free moral agents, doing bad is a choice. When you think evil, it's because you chose to do so. Even though your cousin influenced you to go, it was still your choice. Yeah, I heard you say the devil made you do it. But that's not really true. The devil had his hand in it. But it was your choice. Hmm. There are folk that are known for trying to shift the blame to others. But as a free bar agent, you have a choice. Yes, you do. Now, now you can shift the blame. You, you can, matter of fact, you, you can come up with a nice story that sounds right. But bottom line, God know how he made you. And he made you a free mall agent. But they put pressure on me. I understand that they put pressure on you. But baby girl, you did not have to do what you did. Even though you were under pressure. It was your choice. One thing I have learned is, is, is not to try to shift the blame on folk. There are times to where I, I can just look in the mirror and just say point blank, walk, it ain't nobody's fault but yours. And that's something every child of God needs to do. Be, be, because some of us love to put our trouble on somebody else. Well, if such and such wouldn't have told me, this never would have happened. But you chose. Now, even though she recommended it, even though she gave you some advice, it was still your choice. And that's the reason you have to be very mindful and wise when it comes to making choices because one wrong choice could ruin your entire life on earth 
One wrong choice. One wrong choice. Now, when, when, it, when it comes to a Christian, from a theological standpoint, When we choose anything that is in contrast to the written and revealed will of God, we are making a bad choice. See, the just, according to Romans 1 and 17, are to live by faith. So, so if, if, if the doctor pressures you into choosing something that's in contrast to what God told you. It's not the doctor's fault. It's your fault. But he was a doctor. He's a prophet. That that does not matter. There are professional sinners. There are rich sinners. There are intelligent sinners. As a child of God, we cannot look at who the person is or what status in life the person holds. Bottom line when it comes to a child of God is what this person saying that I should do in agreement with God's word or in contrast with God's word. Because the Bible is clear. Let every man be a liar. But let God be true. We have to put God first. We have to put him first. We have to put him first in our thoughts. In our words. And in our deeds. We don't need to make bad choices and then try to shift the blame on somebody else. How many are still with me? I know it's tough what I'm saying, but it's right. I said it's right. How many understand? And so we have to be to the point to where as children of God, we, we are just determined that, that we are not going to make a bad choice. But now understand this. There are people in the church that know they shouldn't do wrong or evil but choose to do so. And all of us at one time or another have chosen to do wrong despite knowing right. And often it's because of temptation. Yeah, a desire. I know it's wrong, but just. You ever did something you knew it was wrong? Then remember you in church, so don't lie. Because some of you got that phase like, never, not me. You in church now. That's all I'm saying, you in church. Because I know I have. And I paid for it. I said I paid for it. 
But, but, but one thing that, that we need to be concrete on is that we're going to serve God no matter what. Because you have folk even in church that, that would change their mind about serving God. I'm going to serve God. I'm, I mean, Jesus is my God. Me and Muhammad ain't going to never have nothing going on. Jesus is my God. I don't want nothing to do with Buddha. Jesus is my God. I don't want no religious God. I want, I don't want no God made out of no clay. I don't want no God made out of no brick. I don't want your cousin God, nor do I want my uncle's God. I want Jesus. I done made up in my mind. I want Jesus. I believe he is the way, truth, and life, so I have decided that I want Jesus. I know he changed my life. And and you got some sinners that be like, when I do get right, I'm going to choose Jesus because I know if Jesus could save Walker, if Jesus could turn Bray's life around, that's the God I need. I know he real. Why? Folk can look at your life and know that Jesus exists. But you have church folk that would change God. Yeah, you have church folk that would change God. Be in the church, be God, be done, fill them with the Holy Spirit, bless them, right and love and then all of a sudden they're going to change God. And Joshua was with folk that had seen how awesome God was. But he sensed that some of them were ready to change God's. Let me show you something. I got to show you something. Go with me to uh, Joshua, the 24th chapter. Joshua's in the Old Testament. Joshua's about the sixth, sixth book, I think. Twenty-fourth chapter of Joshua. I want you to uh, listen to what Joshua said to his kinfolk, or the children of God. This is just so amazing. He he had to just say this to his kinfolk, God folk. Joshua twenty-four and fifteen. Now listen to the words carefully because it's just amazing. Joshua said, and if it seems evil or bad to you, now he's talking again to the children of God, to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves. But notice he wanted them to choose that day. Choose whom you're going to serve. Whether the gods of your fathers, woo, that served, that were on the other side of the river, of the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua let folk in his own house know you're going to serve God or you got to go. If you're in my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You have to make a choice. And again, he was talking to church folk. 
Because church folk will make, make bad choices. They'll choose what is against the will of God. And sometimes church folks will choose what is in contrast to the will of God because they have been bewitched. That's what happened to the Galatian church. Consider Galatians, the third chapter and verse one. Notice Galatians, the third chapter and verse one. We are talking about the antithesis of good, which is bad. And we're especially concerned about bad choices. Ephesians, well, Lord Jesus, Galatians 3 and 1. Now, I, I want to caution y'all before I get to reading. This is a text where the pastor just went off on church members. I'm, I'm just warning y'all now. Look at this pastor going off on these church folk. He, he says in Galatians 3 and 1, Oh, foolish. He didn't call them saints. Oh, foolish Galatians who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth. And get this, before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly betrayed, portrayed among you as crucified. Then he goes on to tell him how he found out about what was going on. He said, this only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? See, Paul heard it, but now he wanted to learn it from them. I, I want to hear what you got to say about this. He goes on to say in verse 3, are you so foolish having begun in the spirit? Are you now being made perfect? By the flesh. And he asks the question in verse 4. Have you suffered so many things in vain? If indeed it was in vain. Who done bewitched you? Was it Rem so and so that bewitched you? Was it one of the lukewarm saints in the church that lukewarm, that, that caused you to be bewitched? Or was it your sister who you like to hang with and you know she ain't saved? Say, say to your neighbor, it, it's always somebody involved. It's always somebody that I do. Another person to do something dumb. Yeah. It was your choice. But it was somebody that influenced you. And that's been since the beginning. When God showed up and, and, and asked 
Adam, where you at, Adam? I'm here, but I was hiding. Why are you hiding, Adam? You know that woman you gave me? She done got, she done got a fruit off that tree you told us not to touch. And convinced me to eat it and I ate. God said, where's she at? Lord, I did do that, but the serpent beguiled me. Did he just punish the serpent? No. He got all three. Why? Because he knew he had made Adam and Eve free moral agents. So Paul knew that, that you've been hanging with somebody that done bewitched you. That's the reason Solomon said, choose your friends carefully. That's the reason Paul himself said, be not deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Anytime somebody go from, from thanking Jesus to not even mentioning the name Jesus, some corruption is set in. Making bad choices because of being duped. Real quiet in here. But I have made bad choices because I have been duped. And, and you know, you know, some things happen that that folk never learn from. I'm not one of those persons. I don't. I I have matured to the point to where if I do mess up, I'm gonna learn from it. Yeah. I'm going to learn from it. See, see, some folk will keep allowing folks to dupe them. Woo, we got some folk in the room. If you done been tricked by the same person four or five times, you still are not learning. You are not a good disciple. A disciple is a learner. And, and you sh- if somebody has duped you more than Three times, you are not a good disciple or learn. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Well, I thought because we were kin folk that, you know, eventually that it don't matter if you can. It don't matter if you stay in the same house. You cannot continue to allow folk to dupe you. You have to learn from it. I felt so sorry for them. Yeah, and they know what type phase to put on to make you feel sorry for them. How many know what I'm talking about? Some of you know because you got your face you put on when you want to get stuff. He, he had to actually call them foolish. And, and one reason he had to call them foolish is because the choice that they made was anti-God. 
And see what foolishness has to do in reference to God uh, needs to be understood from Psalm 14 and 1. Because Psalm 14 and 1 says it's right here about a fool. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. See, the heart in one sense represents your choices. So as a child of God, when you choose that which is against the will of God, you acting like a fool. And you don't need to act like no fool. How many have ever, ever acted like a fool? I'm gonna tell y'all something. You, you have to really, you have to really understand scripture because Job had to actually say to his wife, you acting like a fool. But, but Job identified why she was acting like a fool. See, she done came back to the house, the man already going through it. Here, here she go coming in the house. And I don't know if Job was sitting on the couch, laying on the couch, drinking tea or what. It, it don't say. But anyway, she come in the house. And so Job, Job just basically there. And so she just look at Job and, and she just, you still maintaining your integrity? And she knew what type of man he was. But then she had the nerve to, to just say to him, why don't you just curse God and die? You tell Joe was saved because he, if he wasn't, he probably would have slapped. I'm just saying. But anyway, 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 brothers, you don't do that. But I'm just saying, if he wasn't, she's saying stuff like that. I don't know. But anyway, Job said, you've been hanging with them women who like the gossip. And I'm paraphrasing. You've been hanging with them women who like the gossip. He identified why she was acting like a fool. And anytime somebody gets to acting contrary to the will of God, they've been hanging with somebody they have no business hanging with. You hear me? That, that's proven from, from Genesis to Revelation. And so, Paul loved the Galatian church so much to where he caused them to be delivered from being bewitched or from the spirit of witchcraft. Their deliverance took place. But he was to the point to where he did not want them to continue to make bad or evil choices. Like I say, let somebody, if somebody unduped you two or three times, don't let it continue to happen. And I gotta go into some houses now, even if it's your spouse. I said, even if it's your spouse. Because there are folks in, in uh, the Bible that, that were so duped by their spouse to where they end up going to hell because they chose to go along with dumb stuff their spouse was doing. You hear me? 
I ain't going to go along with no dumb stuff that, that first lady, my mama, and especially you want me to do. I ain't going to hell for nobody. I got to, I got to take a poll now. How many, that's how you feel. You ain't going to hell for nobody. Yeah. See, some of y'all didn't put up your hand because, see, you won't get saved because of somebody that really don't even like you. I ain't going to help, but you won't get saved because of somebody. You, you, you know you need to get saved, but you won't get saved because of somebody. Then you have folk that are in religious churches that won't get saved because they like being religious. Then you got folk that believe blood is thicker than water, as the old saying go, and won't get saved because of blood. Paul knew they were bewitched, and in order for them to move forward in God, they had to be delivered and get a mindset that they were going to be steadfast when it came to the things of God. Not to say they weren't going to make, make another mistake. You make mistakes. But, but when you make mistakes, the one thing you should never do when you make a mistake is say, God, I don't want nothing else to do with you. I'm going to tell you something. If, if I curse you out right now, or this evening sometime, when you make me mad, I ain't going to leave Jesus. I can't believe he's still in the church and he cursed me out last Sunday. I'm going to be in the church. I ain't leaving Jesus. I ain't going to hell. I messed up cursing you out. But I'm going to repent. Get it right. Because I ain't leaving Jesus. And some of you like. Let me, let me just go ahead and straighten something. In the 30 plus years I've been saved, I ain't cursed nobody out. I just want y'all to understand that. Have I felt like cursing somebody out? Yes. Throughout my life, I have never slapped a woman. Have I felt like slapping a woman? You got to be steadfast. And see, he, he wanted them to be steadfast. And, and then what he did, he, he identified the problem. I know why they were bewitched. I, I know why they did not stay on the path. They grew weary. Get this, of doing good. They allow somebody to be with them because they got tired. 
of doing good. It don't even sound right, do it? But 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 it happens to the best of us. Because see, sometimes you you can be doing good, but in, in your mind you ain't receiving what you should be receiving based upon what you're you're doing. See, you being uncalculated on your calculator. I should be receiving such and such and such and such. And, and I and I should have received it yesterday, but here it is the day and I still hadn't received it. And though you know it's a good thing, you could get tired of it. You been praying? No. Why you haven't praying? Pastor, I, I don't really see no you because every time I pray, the opposite happens. You been fasting? Pastor. What's 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 the use in missing meals and ain't nothing good coming out of it. Yeah. It it, it it's just like you, you can you can try to treat somebody good that just puts you down. And then eventually you just get tired. Yeah. Even though Jesus said when they do you wrong, you still do them right. When they ask you to go one mile, be willing to go two miles. When I read that, I'd be like, Lord, if folk, I don't even want to go across the street with Hey, you talking about go two miles. And, and I'm going to know I'm telling the truth. But, but they had got tired of doing good. That's when you have folk that, that be excited about getting in the choir. Seven months later, they out of the choir. That, that's, that's the reason you, you have folk that, that come to the pastor. Pastor, you know, the Lord is leading me in the ministry. I said, well, you know, we got a minister's agreement. You're going to have to sign now. You're going to have to be dedicated. There's going to be times you ain't going to want to pray. Times you ain't going to want to fast. Times you don't want to MC. Times you don't want to do this, that, and the other. But despite you, you heard and going through it, I still need you to be up there MC and praying or doing whatever I need you to do. Year later. I ain't gonna be able to pray this morning. My knee hurt. But I thought you said God chose you. It was folk that got beaten, but they got up and still preached. Folk that were left for dead, but they still got up and still spread it, the gospel. And here you talking about your knee hurt and you can't even get up here and leave prayer for seven minutes. You need to rethink 
whether you have been chosen to be a minister or not. And I can go on and on and on. See, if what you're doing is good, what you're doing from a theological standpoint is God, because God is good, you shouldn't stop doing it. See, see, this is the thing. If you ever get to the point to where you start looking at how you think you should be rewarded, that's when weariness is going to set in. And, and especially when, when you allow your eyes to get too big. You be like, she don't even do right. But look at all she got. And here I am doing all this good stuff. I might as well do what she doing. If, if she getting all that and I'm struggling. I know this ain't popular. But I got to say it because he told me to say it. Get get this right here. This is what's so amazing. The the Bible talks about uh, how David was a man after, get this, God's own heart. But there was a time to where David just came clean and and admitted that he got in the flesh. This, this, this is how he got in the flesh. David said, when I looked and saw the prosperity of the wicked, he said, I almost fainted. I was ready to quit. I was ready to stop playing my harp. I, I, I was ready to stop dancing. I, I, was, I was ready to stop doing what God had ordained for me to do. Why? Because he got his eyes on other folk. Wicked folk. And thought wicked folk were better off than he was. If you go to heaven broke... You are much better than a billionaire that's going to end up in hell. Jesus said to his disciples one day, What shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and then turn around and lose his soul? Letting them know all of the wealth in the world is not you worth dying and busting hell wide open. Fuck. Do you want to prosper? Yeah, God wants you to prosper. But he don't want you to lose doing what's right or good just for some money. Man, I was better off selling dope. So, so you was better off doing something that was going to cause you to bust hell wide open. Come on now, think about it. Because earth at best, you might get a hundred years here. But heaven, we ain't talking about no hundred. We ain't even talking about a thousand. We talking about eternity. So, so if you are a billionaire for a hundred years, you, you rather have that than eternal life? Come on now, your head ain't on straight if you, you thinking like that. 
But see, when you start calculating what you think you ought to get, when you start looking at your life and say, I don't understand why I got to go through these trials. She ain't going through nothing and she being blessed. So I might as well just get this up and just do what I got to do. No, baby, you don't need to do what you got to do. Because doing what you got to do is what got you in the mess you were in before you came in the church. Now you talking about you got to do what you got to do. You know you messed up yourself. That's the reason you go ahead to get you out of what you were wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in. Boy, I got to get some witnesses in here. Some of y'all, y'all just done shut down on Even in the preaching section, when I said that little thing about ministers, preachers just said, boom, I'm going to shut down on him. Now, if y'all don't get with me over here, I'm still going to preach but I'm just, I just want to get at least two or three witnesses. Paul did not want them to get bewitched again. Did not want them to get hexed, duped again. So he wanted them to not get tired of doing good. I've been going to Bible study every Tuesday for, for, for five straight years and it seemed like I ain't getting what I should be getting. Well, what you, what you supposed to be getting, baby? Do you even know? Or that's your flesh talking to you. What you, what you supposed to be getting? I mean, put it on the table. Tell God what you think you ought to be getting. Tell him what your worth is. You got a problem with what God giving you your head and put it on the table. God, I think you should be giving me such and such. But put it on the table. He'll just God, if you're right, he'll do it. Hezekiah felt like he needed to put some stuff on the table. God said, prepare your house. You're getting ready to die. You're not going to live. Hezekiah said, I got to put some stuff on the table. Because I ain't ready to leave just yet. I, I need to put it on the table. Lord, I had not been faithful to you. Lord, had not did this, that, and the other. And God considered what he put on the table and sent word back to Hezekiah saying, Look, I'm going to add unto your life some more time. And I'm going to bless you in this way right here. You cannot grow weary in doing well. I would expect that God to be done bless me with a man by now, but I ain't got no man by now. So I guess I need to go and get me a man. I'm going to go back and put on what I need to put on and, and, and go out there and get my own man. Now, be honest now, you ain't going to get no man. You're going to get a piece of a man. You going back to get what you used to get them, them, them piece of a man. That might work sometime, might not. That might do you right sometime, that might. But you feel like he should have been unblessed you with a man right now. So because he had, you're going to get you a piece of man. It ain't no women, any of y'all women looking like that. But you know I'm telling the truth. (laughs) 
Oh, brothers, you know they're a piece of women too. She won't fix herself up. But that's what you used to. See, Bible says he that finds a wife finds a good thing. Then it says to the women who can find a faithful man. See, God know how to hook you up. But when you get tired of doing good, you'll try to hook yourself up. God know I need a car. I ain't got this car yet. So you're going to go and get it. And God ain't leading you to go get it. Why? You done got tired. And then you go get a car. It costs you more to pay for that car, which is 10 years old, than it would have cost for you to get a new car. That's the reason you can never get weary. In doing good. Never get weary in doing good. As I close it. And this is the reason. Because in due season. You're going to reap. What you done sow. God going to bless you. But but understand when he going to bless you. Due season. What is due season? God's time. And I'm going to tell you something about God's timing. When when God get ready to bless you based upon your time, it ain't going to be the right time for you. Why? This is the reason. See, God's ways are not as the ways of man. His thoughts are not as the thoughts of man. So here God getting ready to bless you in due season. But you like, oh, Lord, it ain't time for me. To get this right now because such and such and such and such. Yeah, but it's God's timing. It's his timing. And see, often right when you are about to throw in the towel is when God get ready to bring forth the blessings. When Israel seen giants or problems bigger than them. That's when God was ready to bless them. When you go through your hardest trials, biblically speaking, is the time that you don't need to get weary because that's the time that God getting ready. To bless you. The woman with the issue of blood had to lose everything and and lose complete confidence in folk that was supposed to be helping her. She had to get her mind completely fixed on Jesus before she got her due season. Israel 
had to face a wall. And they didn't have the weapons to tear down the wall in order to get their enemies who were hiding behind the wall. Their biggest challenge. But when it was their biggest challenge is when God said to them, look, the only thing I want you to do, you, you, you can just put down your weapons for now because I just want you to walk around the wall. I want you to just walk around the wall. When they faced an enemy that was in a wall city, something they had never faced before. Greatest challenge is when God gave them their due season. That means you can't get weary in doing good. This church you in? When, when we went to the bank and, and, and the bank turned us down, when we got turned down is when we, right after, received our greatest financial blessing. When we got turned down is when we received our greatest financial blessing. I tried to get a car. Sometimes in one day. Because God told me he was going to bless me with a car that day. Sometimes it didn't happen. One day. But the eighth time. I said the eighth time. Eighth time. In that day. I got it. After all that failure. Is when I finally got the blessing. But but I often think, what if I would have said, well, maybe I miss God. Because I done tried three times. Man, you know how we do. If it don't work the third time, I'm. No. Took me eight times before I, I got the blessing. See, some, some of us going through it right now. And, and, and see, when you get to going through hard trials, you, you know what? Be start knocking at your door. Weariness. Depression. Start knocking at the door. Hey, let me. <laughs> but you can't get weary in doing good. Say to your neighbor, because due season. You're going to reap. What God done promised you. But you can't faint. Because, because notice he said, grow not weary in doing good. For in due season you shall reap. But then he said, if you do not lose heart. He, he just reiterates what he already told him. Look, you just can't lose heart. You just can't grow weary. You cannot allow it to set in and you start thinking it ain't going to happen. Saying it ain't going to happen. And acting like it ain't going to happen. So you have to be to the point to where when all that is that can go wrong is taking place, that's when you need to say, oh man, he getting ready to do it. He getting ready to do it. I'm going to close with this. I don't really know if some of y'all were listening to Minister 
Harrison White's testimony. Now, he, he had told me a little bit of his testimony when I, when I was talking to him. But, but this, is, this is what this man of God said. He, he said, he said, Pastor, he, he said, I'm, I'm facing some stuff that I ain't been facing. Saying, saying, says, it's got me somewhat surrounded. Says, my biggest challenge. But this is what he said in the midst of it. He said, but I know the blessing get ready to come. He said, cause every time there's a big challenge, See, he, he know he knows God's pattern. He said, every time it's a, it's a big challenge, is when God turns around and He blesses me. And last week, what He had shared with me, He brought out, and He said that that God, in fact, blessed him with what was it, three or four checks, four checks. Ain't that a blessing? But what if He would have got weary? God would have sent them four checks to me. <laughs> or somebody would have got what he did. Because see, if God plan on blessing you and, and you don't do right by the blessing, you know what he's going to do? He's going to give your blessing to somebody else. You hear me? I'm going to stop right there. Lord have mercy. I done said a lot. Yeah, I have. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.